Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, we're back, back, back. Because you like, like, like. This is Across the Intersection podcast. We got two-thirds of the Squizard in here this week. It's AJ. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about my uh, millennial uh, lingo here. It's okay. AJ. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's AJ. I'm in here. I'm in here with the homie A. Sweezy. And as yeah, always, yeah, what's up? And as always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, um, Spotify, Google Play. I don't know. Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Let them know. Say what? I said let them know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. Um, you can hit us up on the interwebs. You can um, hit us up at divemedia.co, as always. And we're on social media at Across This. That's Twitter. And Across the Intersection on the Book of Faces, the Face Beezy. So uh, Eva's out supporting the good brother. Um, y'all go holler at my man Jason Wilson of the Union um, in Detroit. She's up in Detroit supporting him. He had his book launch this weekend. Cry Wonderful. like a man. Uh, we're definitely going to try to get Jason on the podcast um, in in the coming weeks. You know, dude is he's doing big things, man. It's, it's it's super exciting when somebody that you know personally is really making moves like that. So he's been all over. So if you uh. If you just go look up Jason Wilson, he he runs a um, mentoring program in Detroit called the Cave of Adullam, um, and the and it's connected to the union, and they do a lot of great things for um, young black males in the Detroit metropolitan area. I would encourage you to go support what he's doing with your prayers. If you want to throw some ducats in there, you know he's like us. You can sponsor him anytime, anytime, anytime. But a uh, shout out to Jason Wilson and the Union fam up in Detroit. They're doing great things. So Eva's out there supporting them. So y'all can hit her up on the tweeters if you want to holler at her. But we're still in here doing what we do. Um, so we're just gonna keep it light because you know Eva be doing all the talking. So we're gonna keep it light. <laughs> we're gonna keep it light this week. You look beautiful, man. You look beautiful. Um. Who you talking to? I'm talking to you, man. You in that joint? like you, you look beautiful, man. You know, you in that joint? Yeah, bro. Is this is this the right podcast? No, that. My bad. Nah, this, I was, you this, mentioned you mentioned cry like a man. I was like, hold up. I had to look this up. Like, oh yeah, that's the name of his book. Yeah, that's the name of his book. Cry like a man. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to look it up to confirm. You know, I don't, <laughs> you I don't thought he was giving out fake news on this joint. You like yeah. what's up with this brother? Fake news, man. Yeah, no, nah, it's, like, it's, okay. yeah, it's, it's actually called because it's. The the book, I mean, I I have it um in my Kindle to order because it's it's on pre order. I'm I, I can't you. I can't remember exactly when it drops. I know it's this month, um before the end of January. Well, I got it right here. I looked it up. It's uh January twenty first, two thousand nineteen. So it must have just oh it's just it. dropped. Okay, so that's why yeah. they had the release party this weekend. But Cry it's, like it's a man. A, uh, where is it? It was uh fighting for freedom from emotional incarceration. Yeah. It's about showing young young men how to properly manage their emotions. So I'm definitely want to get that joint. So y'all go out there and support um, Jason Wilson and and the union. They doing big 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 things out in Detroit. So anyway, we're also doing big things here in the DMVZ. Um, 
But we are going to keep it short this week. We're just messing around. But we are going to keep it short. There's because we definitely want to get back into, you know, next episode. We're going to continue our our um, theme of is Western Christianity biblical. We're going to circle back, but I'd rather have the whole posse together when we're talking about that. But we are going to get into some other things this week. Um, There is a by the way, sh- um, shout out to all of the government employees able to go back to work. Um, the president did sign a, a, a bill, even though it's three weeks, which is crazy that they would even sign something like that. Might as well put it in pencil. But um, they did sign a bill. So I know we had talked about the the shutdown a little over a week ago, but they, he did sign a bill. So the government will open back up Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, I guess for that, whatever that means for three weeks. Well, um, yeah, you know, you got to <clears throat> uh, – people have to take things as they come, uh, you know, um, Everything is being held together with um, with 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 electrical tape and glue. So, <laughs> right, Rubber you know you can't string people, tying it all together. Exactly. I mean, you know, you can't you can't sit and complain that you want to go back or you want something and then you get it and then you're mad because you know it's not exactly to the T what it is that you've been asking for this whole time. So, it's it you know it's uh um. Three three weeks, things will you know like gotta let it go through. Things will change once you get to that you know that time. Something else will happen. So you know, we yeah, just kind of is what it is. Man, we might be back in three weeks, but you know, I'm really just glad that the people that's suffering. I mean, because I I actually have some clients, um, you know, for in in my line of work. I mean, if you're in this area, ladies and gentlemen, you know, if you're in the D.C. area, um, at some point you may interact with the federal government. And government employees, and so some of my clients are um, federal employees. And I was talking with a couple of them last Thursday, and you know, like a couple of them was like, "Yo, you know," I, I, and these are people who actually save, but they was like, "Yo, man, it, it's getting to the point now where I'm like, all right, do we drive in or do we, you know, eat tomorrow?" Because he's like, you know, we zipping through savings, you know, paying bills and doing this, that, and the third. You know, no no money's coming in because they they actually missed three checks, is what he told me. Right. Um, as of uh, yeah, as of Friday, this past Friday, that was the third pay period that they hadn't gotten paid. So he was like, "Man, this is, you know, getting to the point now where they had we're gonna have to start making some hard decisions." And so, I'm just glad that cats are able to go back to work and make some money. You know, it is what it is, but mm-hmm. it is only three weeks, so people take that with a grain of salt. But anyway. Um, speaking of smoke and mirrors, um, so there was an article, um, that dropped, it was towards the end of last year, towards the end of 2018, it was right before the holiday time, so obviously, you know, things get buried when you start talking about the, the fat man with the white beard and all of the different nonsensical things that he's going to creep into your house to do. Um, but this is something that I wanted to, um, you know, like we did last week. These are articles or a couple, you know, couple, this one's a couple months old. Um, but it was something I had on a radar to circle back because I definitely wanted to talk a little bit about it. Um, so if for those of you who recall, there was a young man named Andrew Johnson, akin to the president, the former president of the United States, Andrew Johnson. But uh, this this young man, he was a wrestler in South Jersey um, at Buena Regional High School. Um, And uh, 
he was in a he, he's a wrestler. Um, he was in a wrestling match, and you know it's unfortunate what had happened to this young man. So this young man has dreads. Um, and for those of you who don't know, it's when you twist and lock your hair and you let it kind of grow in those locked twists. Now, this young man's dreads were about ear length. They they weren't super long. You know, they weren't like all the way down his back. Um, but, you know, you could tell that he had committed to it. You could tell that he had, you know, been been committed to to growing his hair to to locking his hair so um kudos to him for that um but what ends up happening is that this young man while he was wrestling um there was told by a referee the referee told him he had to hit the hair the quote unquote covering that he had over his hair was insufficient um it was insufficient and that he would either have to do one of two things. He would either have to cut his hair or he would have to forfeit the match. Um, now, the, the the referee's name is Alan Mahoney, and we can get into Alan a little bit later, but I just want to kind of paint paint that picture a little bit. Is This is what was going on, um, young man. And you can go on any, I mean, you can go to the Philadelphia Inquirer. There's an article in, um, in the Philly Inquirer about it. Um, I read the Washington Post article, um, the South New Jersey, what's it called? The South New Jersey Courier Post. Um, that's the, the, um, publication in South Jersey. There was a reporter, um, and this is the point that I wanted to get to. And then I definitely wanted to hear what A had to say about it was, you know, Mike Frankel was the reporter from the South Jersey Courier Post, and um, he had, first he posted the video on Twitter of the young man actually getting his hair cut um, by one of the team officials, um, and he said that this was the epitome of a team player. And then he goes into Andrew Johnson. You know, decided to cut his hair rather than forfeit the match. And you know, if you are on Twitter, you know you pretty much know what happened after that. Um, he got dragged through Twitter because he said that that was being a team player. Um, I'm not going to get to that aspect of it, but the, the aspect that I do want to get is I actually watched the video of him getting his hair cut. It's less than a minute long. You know, I would encourage you to go look at the video yourself. Um, definitely listen to what we're saying, but you can go watch the video and do some reading for yourself. Um, the young man is in high school, which means he's between the ages of 15 and 18. Um, for one, and having to make um, a decision like that on the spot, um, I think those are the types of things that can cause trauma. Because um, anyone who's familiar, like my my wife grew dreads uh, a couple years ago, and she, you know, that's something that you have to commit to. It's not just like, oh, I'm gonna do my hair, and I'm gonna change it tomorrow. Like you, you spend a lot of time, a lot of money. Like she spent several years growing out her dreads. Um, and so for, for this young man who, you know, could have spent a year or so or two, I don't know how long he was growing them. They weren't that long. So let's call it under two years. Um, he committed, you know, some, some, some time to, to growing his hair that way and to have to make that kind of split second decision at that age. Um, if you recall, when we talked about, um, Kells a couple of weeks ago, you know, when Eve brought up the point of the frontal cortex not being fully developed in a child. Um, so this this young man, you know, 
adolescent have them make that kind of decision on the spot. Um, it's probably traumatic. But anyway, my point in bringing all that up was what I honed in on in the video was his teammates um, and the other team officials who were like giving him high fives and like, yeah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. Which, you know, anybody who's played organized sports would say, oh, no, that's just team behavior. You know, they're just trying to hype their man up. But I would I would disagree with that only a little because what I what I saw from the video was people who were culturally ignorant um, and, and didn't understand what was actually going on. Like, this wasn't just, oh, he had to get a haircut. Um, you know, he was probably feeling feeling like he had to cut a piece of himself off because because locks are such a commitment. Um, just cutting it like that on the spot without being able to give it much thought probably felt like he was having to cut off a piece of himself. And so I felt bad for the young man because he was surrounded by people who were culturally ignorant to his situation. Um, the uh, You know, if you look at the video, the coach is white. Most of the teammates that were coming over giving him high fives were white. And so they were just culturally ignorant to, I felt, to what he was having to deal with Again, on the spot, it wasn't like he had time to think this through and say, all right, you know, in two weeks, I'm going to cut my hair. It was like on the spot, make a split second decision. And then you got people who are culturally ignorant to your situation going rah, rah, rah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just felt bad for him. Like, you know, and this is something that I've thought about personally. When you when you think about moving to certain neighborhoods, do I want to put my children in a situation where they're surrounded by people who will be culturally ignorant to them and potentially having to go through things like this? So anyway, that's what I thought about it when I, when I you know, read the article and when I watched the video, I felt bad because it didn't seem from what you saw and from what you read that he had anyone who could have at least identified with the kind of inner struggle he may have been having to go through. Um, these things happen as someone who uh, participated in high school sports. Um, there, are, there are misunderstandings that take place and quick decisions that need to be made. Uh, uh, and and so, um, you know, I understand about locks and, and all of that. Uh, but I would also say um, one of these articles that I was reading, in fact, um, I was reading the statement that was released by by the um, by the school district, not by the school district, by the actual um, what is this? Yeah, yeah, it's the school district. So um, one of the statements it says, uh, as a Buna Regional High School wrestler stepped in stepped onto the mat, the assigned referee indicated that the wrestler's hair length and headgear were not in compliance with regulations. At that time, the compliance rules being enforced by the referee dictated that if the wrestler's hair was not in compliance with the regulations, then the match would be forfeited. And to be clear, um, I'm, this is a parenthetical, to be clear, the I don't have the rule in front of me, but from what I'm reading, the, the rule is about uh, hair length and, and how hair cannot be over the earlobe. So apparently his hair, presuming that that's what was going on, his hair was over his earlobe. Um, so let's see, the student athlete made the decision to have his hair cut at that moment in order to avoid a forfeiture of the match. 
No school slash district staff member influenced the student into making this decision. So basically, he was putting an ultimatum. That's really what it was. Right. Uh, you know, nobody had a gun to his head, but it was it was kind of like, you know, do this or go home. So so that's what he did. He cut his hair, he got his hair cut. Um, and uh, I'm sure it wasn't a nice haircut. Took the scissors, snippy snip, and he wrestled. Um, I do think that that is a uh, frustrating uh, experience. Um, and, you know, hard goes out to do, uh, although uh, he was in violation of rules. And um, this is, these are, these are, these are one of these scenarios. Now, also, I would like to see, I would also have liked to see his headgear. Cause I'm I'm taking this I'm taking this article's word for it, so there's a there's quite the possibility that the head, maybe that that the headgear was in compliance, and um, you know, but the referee uh, decided that it wasn't. That's a that's a possibility. But when you watch sports, unfortunately, um, you know you have to go by the dictates of the referees, whether they call something or they don't call anything. Right. And then um, when, when, when referees are funny style, that's a lot of times calls are not reversed during the game. Adjustments are made by the league afterward, uh, be it uh, alterations in the next season or fines or even just statements of apology. And we're dealing with something right now with this no call with, when it came to the, um, the Saints right. and uh, the Chargers. And no, not I mean not the Chargers. Sorry, the Rams, and how um, there was a missed call um, where a uh, where a defender ran through the receiver, and there was no there was no there was no call of necessary roughness or, or, or foul called or anything like that, uh, and everybody was complaining, and then a fine was made on the defender later on, but no rules changed. Uh, so these so 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 you know. Just to be clear, uh, referees make bad decisions all the time, or sometimes they make unpopular decisions. Um, but you have to, unfortunately, abide by um, the decisions of the referee. It's what it is that they do. Uh, so in this situation in particular, um, he had, unfortunately, a controversial hairstyle. Um, oh, yeah. No, my, you and- know, my, my, my issue actually – wasn't as much with the ref. I know, you know, as they say, quote unquote, black Twitter was was looking to uh, drag him or whatever. So they went all yeah, back. That's usual. Into, that's their job. Yeah, that's their job. So they, you know, they went back into his background, and of course, they found of course another incident where he had a, a yeah. run in with a black referee back in 2016. Yes. So that's used to infer that oh, the referee was racist. That's why he did that. Right. Um, exactly. But to your point, you know, and, you know, which is why I, I kind of uh, agree with you a little bit, you know, that he had to make that call. But I think that that his his decision was based more in cultural ignorance than in racism. And that's why I'm like, you know, a lot of times cats on Twitter will jump from, you know, go from zero to 100 in like two seconds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, as a you know, listen, we're. As two black men, we understand the the journey that it would be to start growing dreads. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we would be able to have a little bit more empathy to say, look, yo, young man, go find a scully. Go find a head wrap. You know what I'm saying? Go find something to tie up your dreads. You know, something 
because you have to have it behind your earlobes. You see what I'm saying? But we mm-hmm. we we understand what it what you probably had to do to do that. So I'm not trying to have you become a spectacle in front of all these people. You know what I'm saying? And and have them hack off your hair with some, you know, I don't even know what kind of scissors she had. Um, so it was just regular. Scissors. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But. Well, no, I mean, but it, it probably wasn't like regular hairstyle scissors. It was just like the joints off the teacher's desk or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. so because I understand and I can empathize, I can say, yo, look, go find something because I don't want you to lose this match, but I'm going to have to make this call if you don't do You see what I'm saying? But we can kind of empathize and kind of pivot a little bit. But when you're surrounded by people, not just the referee, but the coach, the majority of the players on the team who don't even understand culturally what you had to do to do that, it's just more like, come on, man, be a team player. Let's go, rah, rah, rah. These are the rules. Let's get this win. It's like, yo, but after this win, I got to go home with my head looking like I was fighting with a leaf blower or something. I mean, because the, <laughs> the, the drink looked crazy after he after she cut the hair. Um, mm-hmm. And like, so that's the that's the part for me that's really unfortunate is that he's surrounded by so much cultural ignorance that mm-hmm. that part is just like totally they're they're totally oblivious to that part. Because mm-hmm. I mean, even the, the reporter was like, yo, the epitome of a team player. And people were like, team player, y'all, y'all just made a spectacle of this kid for a wrestling match. What are we talking about here? So, like, the 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 ref, whether he's racist or not or blah, 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 I think that's neither here nor there. Um, I just think that, you know, his decision was probably made in cultural ignorance. The, the team's response and the players on his team, his teammates' reactions, I think were also just rooted in a little bit of cultural ignorance. Mm, cultural ignorance. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I, you know, what's interesting behind that is, uh, I don't really understand. Well, (laughs) I guess I do understand, but, um, you know, my view is it's not, it's not really their place to have that sensitivity, you know? Um, it's just kind of like his place to have that sensitivity or to just kind of like deal with that and process that. Um, but, you know, the, there's a word empathy and yeah, you know, empathy is important and all that other stuff, but, um, you know, there's a level of um, empathy that I think that we can, ha- we, we are, um, we tend to have some, we tend to have great expectations of other people that, you know, might be unwarranted. And I think in scenarios like this, like this scenario is that, you know, yeah, I, those people don't know what it's like to have locks, you know, right. or to have the skin tone that he has or whatever, have to navigate or operate in a particular, you know, particular environments that are not necessarily built or suited for that, um, you know, his immutable characteristics. They don't, you know, they don't really know. And um, because they don't really know, they don't necessarily have the, capacity or ability to um to 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 have those uh, i guess sensitivities or to make a space sort of for him i think he has to do that himself and um as crazy as that sounds that's you know it, it really is it's a part of life and it's a part of what makes us stronger uh and um hopefully he is able to um 
and just understand how to how to better move in certain environments and how to better prepare himself. Um, and there, there, there. But but let me just say this. Let me just say this that um, you know, as a um, you know, as a so-called black man or brother or whatever you want to say. Uh, hey, brother. There's, there's a there's there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a a thought that that's floating around uh, that there's an expectation that this environment or this country, excuse me, these localities, these municipalities ought be, um, ought be, uh, ought be designed or should be designed or are supposed to be designed or are designed for equal, um, you know, for equal treatment, equal understanding. Oh yeah. Laws being applied equally, and you know that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Uh, as as a um, you know as someone of this uh, particular lineage with these immutable characteristics, we have to understand that we have to operate with a special um, perspective or understanding or awareness of our surroundings, and 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 know that. Um, this society is not built for us. So right. the people going around enforcing these laws and enforcing these rules, you know, it is designed for them and not for you. And for you to constantly run around and and and, and try to um, you know try to 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 say or accuse people of being racist. Yeah, okay, right. People racist and water's wet. <laughs> like that's what it is. <laughs> Doing that, you you know, the really what, what Black Twitter is trying to do is get the guy fired, embarrass him, and also try to make it so that other people are not doing these kinds of things, which is it's a it's a weirdly retardedly kind of noble, you know, noble thing to do. But in the end, and I said I said retardedly noble, in the end, the best thing that we can do. The best thing that we can do is um, is uh, have that awareness and 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 be extra vigilant on uh, protecting ourselves and uh, making a path for us, um, but not necessarily always going around and just calling people this and calling people that because that that's, that that that's just a a waste of energy. You're right. I think it's it, it yeah. it's self defeating. No, you I that would you know with that part of what you just said, I think it's definitely um retardedly noble. I understand what you're saying about that as well cuz their intentions are noble, but it's like yeah. what you like the the method in in which you're doing it is is really uh all right, you know, why not you know, create like support spaces that are already created to reinforce, you know what I'm saying? Like your experience. Like most of the time we don't even try to support spaces that are already created um, to, to reinforce our identity, you know, for as little as it is. I mean, we all, we understand, listen, we understand ladies and gentlemen listening that dominant culture is dominant culture, you know? And if you live in the United States, there is a dominant culture. And if you are not a member of that dominant culture, it will be made evidently clear to you <laughs> very quickly that 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 you know, as A was saying, that certain things are just not built and not made for you. That's clear. 
Um, and so because of that, you know, we have to, you know, listen for our own sanity sometimes is to ensure like, like, like what you just said, that we protect ourselves by, you know, as, as much as possible being in, in spaces that promote positive, positive views of our cultural identity. I think well, that's yeah, just, and, um, very important. And I want to get, you know, and I want to get clear, you know, that best space ought be your house. It ought be oh, your home. Yes. It ought be your own, you know, um, uh, 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 family. And then by extension, your friends. And then by extension, your, you know, your community. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and that's, that's nationalism. That's nationalism is to understand who your nation is and what nation you belong to. And by nation, I'm not necessarily referring to red, white, and blue, although that might be an attribute of your nationality. That's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about bloodline. I'm talking about understanding who you are and where you're from. And, um, you know, you have enriching ties to that Mm -hmm. uh, to make it in context with um with this you know with our topics at hand uh, the nation in which we we belong to is uh the nation of uh yeshua and the father and the most high elohim and um the god of the bible and um that is the that is the nation in which that we are a part of uh, but they even make it more specific from that um you know we are we're a local household um, of, uh, of believers that are in the, interconnected. And so, um, you know, we try to work together and we, and this is our space, you know, um, this podcast, this medium is, is us putting into action every, every, instead of, instead of being that quote unquote black Twitter and complaining about this and complaining about that, you know, um, shout out to, uh, our host, you know, AJ for putting this together. Uh, instead of us going around just complaining about stuff, um, we're building things that can provide us with the necessary uh, platforms and environments that allow us to be our full selves. And um, you know, this is the stuff that this is stuff that we have to do and continue to do. That's what's up. I mean, I think you know, just to kind of come around third base, we we just giving y'all a little mini little mini episode this week. But that that word community is so important. And you know, I would I would you know really encourage, ladies and gentlemen, you know, when you're thinking about moving to a different place to live, or when you're thinking about you know, for those of you who have children, when you're thinking about enrolling your children in certain educational environments, um, when you're thinking about getting active in certain extracurricular activities. Be mindful of the people that you're going to be surrounded with and the types of people that you're going to be surrounded by. Because, you know, many times, I mean, a lot of, listen, a lot of black people don't like to hear this, but like a lot of stuff is not done because people are just these evil, you know, barbaric racists. So much stuff is done because people are just ignorant because if you're a member of dominant society, you don't have to be cognizant of other ethnos because you are the dominant society. And so what ends up happening is you just have millions and millions of people in the dominant society who are just ignorant to your cultural existence. They don't really have to know about you. Like they don't have to know that it might take you a year or two to regrow your dreads. They don't have to know that. They Like they don't care. And it's not because they hate you. They just don't have to know that because they are the dominant culture. 
They don't have to be aware of your of your cultural experience. And so it's listen, it's important. Like I thought about that. Like before we moved to where we are now, I thought about that. As my children were getting older, I said, you know what? Do I want them to be in these spaces? I'm not sure if I want to do that to my children. I was like, you know what? So we we my wife and I, we sat down, I was like, yo, you know what? Do we want to move here or do we want to move here? Yeah, I don't think I want to move over there because of X, Y, and Z. I, I like I don't want my children to be in those in environments as much as I possibly can. I I can't right. control everything, no. but the things that I can control, I'm gonna be very intentional about the decisions that I make. And so, you know, with with that being said, because like I said, that's why I felt bad for this kid. I mean, because when you look at the team, he's surrounded by a bunch of white kids, which they're not bad kids. I wouldn't call any of them bad kids. I don't know them, but it's clear that the majority of them are not very cognizant of what it would take for this young man to either regrow his dreads or what it took for him to grow his dreads to that point. And that that right there is the unfortunate part because there's no one there in the in the video that you could say, all right, these people would identify with the frustration that he's probably having to deal with. You know, as as someone who who grew their hair out long several years ago. This is more than several, probably about 10 years ago. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. I mean, I I got my hair to about shoulder length, you know, about 10 years ago. And, man, that crap was expensive. Jesus. it was. I mean, it was so expensive. So, you talking when you was rocking the uh, Takashi 6ix9ine rainbow, rainbow dreadlock? <laughs> you know, no, no, no. They didn't have the rainbow flavors out that back then. Uh, I was like Takashi 6, 3 and a half. <laughs> but you know I, listen I, I had braids I had the cornrows I had all that because I mean I was working towards dreads and you know I you know and it's funny I was just telling somebody this story um, about a week ago at work I said you know the the reason that I ended up cutting my hair because I was growing it for almost two years and I remember the reason I cut my hair was I was going on a job interview literally I had to think, okay, what are they going to think of me if I walk into this job interview with this much hair? So, but I had time to think through this. You know what I mean? Like I had a couple weeks to really sit down and think, okay, am I going to go into this job interview with the hair or am I going to cut this joint? And I was an adult also. I was probably about 30 at the time, maybe 29, 30. This kid, again, is a teenager, an adolescent. Um but I was able to think through it because I had to think through, man, I invested a lot of time and money in this hair. Do I want to just maybe not go for this job? So make a long story short, I ended up cutting my hair and I went in for the job interview, got the job. And I remember telling one of the guys there, I said, yeah, man, it's crazy. Right before I came here, I had super long hair. And the dude was like, really? I was like, yeah, man, it was like almost to my shoulder. And my coworker was like, oh, man, it's a good thing you cut it because you probably would have never got this job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I kn- the the gentleman that we were working for, he was like just a real, you know, just one of them real type strict dudes. Yeah. He was like, yeah, man. The guy's name was Dave. He said, Dave, man, Dave would have never, never hired you if you would have came in here with all that hair. You would have been gone. You'd be on the first thing smoking out of the door. And so, but those are the types of things we got to navigate through, you know what I'm saying? But for this poor young man, I'm not sure if anybody in in that whole scenario, that whole situation could even, you know, understand, could understand any of that. So that's, that's the unfortunate part for me. 
I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, please um just be be mindful of the things that you get yourself into. And you know, when you see things like this happen, try to not walk in cultural ignorance. Try do let's do our best. I think that would avoid a lot of conflict. In the times that we're in right now where everybody's pissed off about everything, um, let's you know, let's let's work to not be people who are culturally ignorant, you know, and that and that door swings both ways. Mm. We do thank y'all for rocking with us again. We told you this is going to be a little mini mini, so you know the next week, next week we can get together. The whole squad will be back together, and we'll get back into our normally scheduled program. But we do thank you guys for always supporting us, and wanted to wrap because uh, wrap up with this. We do now have a Patreon page, so Ooh. if you love the things that you're listening to and you mm. want to support. Um, and hey, listen, if you support or not, we still going to give you what we give you. Um, but if you like what you've been hearing over the last year and a half, you know, almost two years now, um, and you want to support Dive Media, please go on to the Patreon page. Um, it's patreon.com slash dive media one, the number one. That's patreon.com slash dive media one. And support us. We would really, really appreciate your support. And if you do, we do really thank you. Um, you know, moving forward, we're definitely going to try to drop some specific content for our Patreon subscribers. Um, you might even get your boy back on the mic. I thought about doing a song to drop for what? Patreon. Yeah, man. Just to you know, give the people something, something nice for supporting us on Patreon. Oh, so snap. Okay, my man. Next thing you know, you're gonna uh, drop videos of you tap dancing. And... <laughs> nah, well. bro. I'm gonna I'm I'm leave that. I'm gonna leave that to other parties, man. Sauce <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you know, in the All words right. of your boy, uh, in in the words of your boy Tariq, I won't be tap dancing or buck dancing for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, no, but we definitely going to try to put out some exclusive content for those who will support us on Patreon. So your your labor will not be in vain. So again, if you want to support us, please hit up the Patreon page, Dive Media One. Hey, Treasy. Yeah, right now we're us. at, it looks like we're at zero patrons and zero dollars per month. So you listening, <laughs> you, <laughs> everybody in the side of my boy. <laughs> you could be the first subscriber. Oh man! Come well, on. I just set it up, so you know, and nobody knows about it, so you know. <laughs> oh man! So we, we about to turn Creflo now, huh? I'm not trying to get no jet, bro, but you know. <laughs> all right. Anyway. All right, but yeah, we but, do thank you all for man, rocking even if with us. Nothing at all. It's all good. You can pray for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, even if you can't, you know, listen. We're gonna give you what we give you, whether you can um, support or not. So don't think that you know this means we're trying to turn into no five hundred one c three because that is not the case. Um, but we definitely would like to be able to do more stuff. So those of you yeah. who really appreciate what you've been hearing, um, if you want to support us, listen. The choice is yours. Um, we will be here rocking whether you do or not. So we do just want to put that disclaimer out there. So anyway, thank you all for listening to us this week. For the homie A. Sweezy, this is AJ. And we give a shout out to Eva. Peace. Later. Let's get started. I won't cheat you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving.
living Don't follow their feelings That'll be misleading